0: The medicine of East Asia is based on a science that does not hold itself separate from the phenomena that it seeks to understand. Our medicine did not grow out of petri dish experimentation or double blind studies. It arose from observing nature and our part in it. East Asian medicine evolves not from the examination of dead structures, but rather from living systems with their complex, mutually entangled interactions. Welcome to Geological. I'm Michael Max, the host of this podcast that goes in-depth on issues pertinent to practitioners and students of East Asian medicine. Dialogue and discussion have always been elemental to Chinese and other East Asian medicines. Listen in to these conversations with experienced practitioners that go deep into how this ancient medicine is alive and unfolding in the modern clinics. I don't know about you, but sometimes I take a step back and marvel at my acupuncture needles. I mean, they're the world's simplest medical tool, a sharpened wire and a handle. That's it. And with this simple tool, hundreds of health conditions can be resolved. I love it. What I didn't love was the amount of packaging waste I generated at the end of the day. But that has now changed too. Ever since I switched to AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles, I reduced my packaging waste by 90%. Not only are they a great needle, but the folks at AccuFast plant a tree for every two boxes of needles I use in the clinic. By switching to AccuFast Needles, you'll be helping patients, planting trees, and joining a community of practitioners changing the world. Like our simple needle, being a part of this solution, it's simple too. Visit youfastneedles.com slash geological to learn how.
1: Hi folks, I'm Yvonne Lau, president of Mayway Herbs. Our family business turns 55 this year and we wouldn't have gotten this far without the love and support of our community. We're truly grateful and promise you that we'll continue to work hard to support you and your practice. Please visit mayway.com to find the perfect Ponsar brand formula or formulate your own in our dispensary. Our site also has lots of articles, videos, and herbal recipes for you to explore. And tune into our podcast, Chinese Medicine Matters, for insightful discussions on all things TCM. Learn about treatment strategies and powerful herbal remedies. As we welcome the month of May, our focus is on women's health. Our newsletter articles and podcast episodes this month will highlight different aspects and unique challenges women face. So subscribe or tune in. And if you're a practitioner, get a discount on our women's health formulas this month. Just visit Mayway.com. This season and every season, trust me with herbs for your health and wellness needs. And thank you for supporting Real Chinese Medicine.
0: I love how technology can help to automate my office. And I want to share with you my favorite tool for doing so, Jane. Jane is a clinic management software in EMR with a human touch. Whether you're switching your software or going paperless for the first time, The Jane team knows that the onboarding process can feel a little overwhelming. That's why with Jane, you don't just get software, you get a whole team. Included in every Jane subscription is their award-winning customer support available by phone, email, and chat whenever you need it, even Saturdays. You can also book a free account setup consultation to review your account and ensure you feel confident about going live. If you're interested in making the switch to Jane, head to Jane.app switch to book a one-on-one demo with a member of their support team. And be sure to mention the code Cheological at the time of sign up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. Hello everybody. Welcome back to Cheological. I'm really excited about the interview that I got for you today. I'm talking with Mark Gearing. Mark is an acupuncturist who's been in practice for almost 20 years now in Australia. He lives on the Gold Coast near Brisbane. And Mark is a PhD student of Dr. Huang Huang. And Dr. Huang Huang's a really interesting doctor. He has this view of using the Jingfang, the classic formulas, and in particular, from the point of view of looking at constitution, we're going to get really deep into this because this is, this is part of what Mark's work is. Mark also has done work with Arno Versluis. He's deep into the Jingfang world here. And I'm really excited to have him on the show because it's been a while since I've been to Nanjing and seen Dr. Huang. So I'm going to get my little Dr. Huang hit with you guys here today, Mark. Welcome to Geological.
2: Thanks, Michael. Nice to be here.
0: Great to have you. I'm curious, how did you come across Dr. Huang Huang's work? What caught your interest and what got you going
2: with this? The first thing I I think I saw was a 10 Key Formula Families book.
0: I've heard Um, of that.
2: You've heard of that one? (laughs) Translated by a a particular gentleman. (laughs) (laughs) And he came, Dr. Huang came to Australia doing a seminar and um, I met him. And he was he was really the first person to um, be so open with his clinical experience. And, you know, really, he had such a passion for Jing Feng and a passion for teaching. I mean, because there are some teachers that I think that are very good practitioners. And there are some teachers that are um, very good teachers, but not so good practitioners. And Dr. Huang really appeared to be a, a combination of, of both, a good practitioner and a good teacher. And I remember him You know, he was talking about, there was some research about using Gergen for diabetes, you know, in like, you know, Guizhia Gergen Tang or Gergen Qinglian Tang, for example. And he said, well, if you're using Gergen for diabetes, you'll need to use at least 30 grams or more. Otherwise, it, it won't have the same effect. And you know, people ask, "Well, why?" And he said, "Well, because I tried it. You know, I tried it over you know hundreds, of, hundreds of people. I tried it at ten grams, at fifteen grams, you know, at uh, twenty grams, and it just consistently works better at thirty grams or more." Information like that, I think, is just super valuable for me as a as a practitioner because that just saved me lots of lots of time in clinic.
0: Well, not only does it save you time in clinic, but holy smokes! i, I mean, I'm thinking about. You use it. It doesn't work. You use it. It doesn't work. It's like, how do you say we should have him on the show? How do you sort of keep moving forward with your idea, even when you don't quite have it dialed in yet? That is, that's really the mark of someone who has a deep trust in, in the medicine
2: yeah and i think that i think that the nice thing with dr huang is you know he tries to make the information very available to people you know he doesn't focus a lot uh so much on the you know the the six confirmations or the the liu jing and i think like the only information is there like contained in his in his methodologies but i think he just tries to help have an easy way for people to enter into the classics because there is there is quite a lot of arguments um between what is the liu jing is it channels is it not the channels what what is jueyin? Yin, you know? For example, Hu Su had a very different interpretation of jueyin Yin than, um, say, Dr. Tian did, you know, from Anu lineage. Or um, is it this or is it that? So Dr. Huang, like, he focuses on, the, you know, the feng Zhen, the formula pattern, and the yao Jiang, the herb pattern, you know, as really, like, as a, as a basis, as a way into the classics.
0: For our listeners that may not have read Ten Key Formula Families… Available from Eastland Press, by the way. We'll have it in the show notes. For those that are not familiar with it, when you're talking about formula presentation or herb presentation, what are you talking about here? What does that mean? That, I don't think that's really a term that you would hear much in an acupuncture school.
2: I think it's talked a little bit more about in, you know, herbal medicine schools, particularly because there's an emphasis also on abdominal diagnosis and palpation, which is from the Shanghai learn. You know, some people say, well, that just comes from Kampo, but... um, that's um and from japanese herbal medicine but you know the the abdomen is talked about all the time in the in the original text it's really looking at what's in front of you in in that sense it's like looking at the evidence that's presenting in front of you so dr Huang's always always talking about you know you need to be practical don't don't get lost in theory you know he, i mean sometimes dr Huang gets a bit of a criticism from some people's you know that i've heard and I've been in, for example, in a, a Jingfeng conference in, in China where someone said, Oh, you know, you you can't give Da Cha Hu for everything, you know, like if, if someone's a body type or you can't give that for everything. And and I think that's a mistake. And like Dr. Huang is not saying that. He's just he's just saying, you know, you need to look at the body. You need to look at what's in front of you. That type of inspection of the body is very important for discovering what's there on a on a practical level. Like for example you could have insomnia, you know, and that might be like okay my which formula do I use? You know, if you're using classical formulas, you might be thinking of, you know, Swansarintang in tongue or something like that to calm the sleep or even something like you know gwiza muli tongue or chahu muli tongue if you're inspecting the body and then you all of a sudden then you palpating the abdomen and there's a lot of resistance and pain on pressure, you know, it's like, oh, there's a bit of a blockage here. You know, and then you you ask more questions, you know, is there some reflux and yes, there's a bit of acid reflux. And from Dr. Huang's point of view, through observing lots and lots of people, he knows that, okay, like, you know, you know, a Dachau tongue pattern, for example, can relate to a bigger upper body, you know, and a, bigger, and, and a lot of pain on pressure in the abdomen, a noticeable pain on pressure. So, you know, and that sort of can lead you in a particular direction, rather than sort of like treating the, the disease, you're really treating the person. So, that's one thing that I've, I really was impressed upon with Dr. Huang is like, you know, you must treat the person, not treat the disease. So, you know, looking at, for example, Da Chai Tang is not necessarily a, a, a formula that you might instantaneously think of for insomnia. But if you then broaden your knowledge and you go back to something like the Huang aging, where it says like if the digestion or the stomach is in disharmony, the sleep will be unsound. So you're you're actually treating the mechanism of dysfunction in the body rather than actually treating the symptoms of the disease. That's like really going to the core essence of the problem rather than just, you know, giving lots and lots and lots of herbs for lots of different symptoms. It's like, oh, okay, well, you know, you've got insomnia, so we'll give this formula for insomnia. And then, oh, there's reflux, so we'll give another formula for reflux. You know, and then it's like, well, hang on. You know, it's like finding how they all link up. And it's like, well, okay, well, if there's reflux and there's insomnia and there's a lot of pain in the abdomen, let me, you know, Dachau Hutong would treat that, you know, and then see what happens after that. Maybe it needed a little bit of a modification. You know, I think he discovered a lot of this sort of stuff, you know, based on, Practical research and based on observation. It's not like he just sort of said, "Well, let's let's say this is a this is a, a Ban tongue or this is a, a Da Huang tongue." Part of his, I think, his masters in his PhD was also interviewing of the Lao Jiang Yi or the old Chinese doctors about what they agreed upon and what their take is on, on on certain things, and then he sort of has applied that in clinic. He's very very careful in what he before he actually makes a statement. He has things that he's he'll be investigating. He's just saying, Oh well, I'm I'm just investigating this at the moment. It looks like this is true. Um, but I'm still I'm still, you know, still working on that, you know. So
0: it's great to hang out with him in clinic, especially over a course of time, which which it sounds like you have done as well, because at one point he'll be really keen on certain formulas and he's kind of working other things out. And you come back to him, you know, a year later. And now he's really using this other formula more, right? Or he's got an idea like you say he's been working on it, and now it's like, oh, I see how this works, and you and you see how he brings it into his practice. So he's constantly evolving and changing the work that he does. It's it's quite extraordinary.
2: Which is one thing I really respect about him is he's always updating his knowledge and he's always open to change if something works or is not working. Like I remember ten years ago when I first met him, you know, he was using a lot more modifications. Like in, I remember in two thousand and eight, a seminar that I did where, for example, he was using Shenyi Hua for the for nasal blockage as an addition to you know various formulas but nowadays he's he's doesn't use that and he hasn't i don't think he's used that in years he's he prefers to go back to the original formula pattern and then for something like a gergen tongue or a xia long tongue or and he prefers to to just use the original formulas if he can unmodified which is another thing that i really like about him he's he's very much a minimalist um, if he can use three herbs he's happy he's more than happy one of the things that i think impressed me about dr huang and being in his clinic was just the simplicity of his his treatments and how with that simplicity he's really trying to go to the essence of the pathology you know like what's underneath all of these symptoms is there an underlying cold or an underlying heat pattern or you know, i remember about 8 or 9 years ago i was in his clinic in nanjing there was a gentleman that came in, an older gentleman came in with cerebral hemorrhage. Dr. Wang had given him San uh, Huang She Xin Tong, Huang, and Huang Lian, and Huang Qin. You know, three herbs. He had extremely good success on it, and and apparently this guy had been all around Nanjing. He'd paid literally hundreds of thousands of RMB, like thousands of dollars, getting treatment, getting all these expensive herbs, and eventually, like Dr. Wang looked at looked at his body. I think he had a very, had a lot of um, heat signs and he had nasal bleeding. So, he was, you know, Sun Hong Shishin Tong is in the bleeding chapter of the Jing Guayale. So he had nasal bleeding. He had very like red lips. When I felt his pulse, it was very slippery and rapid. And he had what he called a Da Huang tongue, so very thick, thick and yellow coating and with a little bit of a burnt sensation. And he gave him Sun Hong Shishin Tong and the bleeding stopped, you know, in his brain. He had been on that for, I think, for a few weeks or for, for I'm not sure how long, you know, the man was commenting on it, and Dr. Wong was asking questions and pointing it out. So saying, "It's like, see, if you get the formula pattern really correct, um, and your diagnosis is really correct, you actually don't need a lot of herbs, and it can work work quite well." Um, and the guy was like, well, it's just so cheap, and I can't believe it, and it works so
0: well." And
2: you yeah, know, it's, and um, it's
0: pretty interesting, isn't it? You know, the yeah. other thing I've noticed about him in clinic is if he can use the cheaper herb, he'll use the cheaper herb. I mean, he's got an eye on, you know, people's pocketbook and not loading them down with expensive herbs if he doesn't have to. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You
0: know, I mean, he really goes for some of the simple stuff. You know, one of the things I found really interesting, you know, early on in reading his book and then later working with him, you know, this thing about constitutional body types. You know, you you can look at someone and, and you know, and it's like, okay, so like this person here, you look at him and you go... They look like a gaucho type, right? They they got the pale skin, they're kind of they're kind of thin. It might be a warm day but they're wearing a scarf anyway, you know? And if you can dial in that piece about constitution, like what kind of person is this? Then immediately you can not have to think about 3 quarters of the herbal pharmacy. You know, or more, because it's like, for this person, I'm, I'm first going to start with a Guager formula. Or like you were talking about, the person, you know, their belly is really hard, it's tight under the ribs, I got the reflux. Probably going to start with a Chaihu formula.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it really gives you a, a treatment direction, you know. And that's not to say that, like, you're always stuck with that direction. Because people can be have a formula pattern but not be a formula type. You know, um, to use the example of Dacha Hutung again, I remember when Dr. Wong said in Nanjing a couple of years ago, like, look at this person, there. they have a Dachai Hutung pattern, but they're not a Dachai Hutung body type, so pay attention to when the pattern changes. I think one, one of the main things is um, the reason to look at body types um, is one is kind of like giving a treatment direction. But the other example is safety in the formula. So, you know, if they're a guajur, Body type, and they feel worse when sweating, and they're sweating a lot, you know, and they're very thin and frail, you know. You're not your first thought is not going to be a mahuang formula, you know, in that sense, you know, and that and that's you know from the point of view of of safety. Um, and I think the campo people and people that study abdominal diagnosis also talk a bit about this in terms of like, you know, if you're having a particular abdomen, then that can sort of give you a herb method. You know, if there's a very flaccid and, you know, and, and big abdomen, you might, might think about Huang Qi, like a Huang Qi formula. And they're like, okay, that's there. But it's just like, for me, it's like a piece of information to add to the diagnosis. And it's not um, something that you go. Oh well, you are look. You're a chaihu person. We're going to have to give you a chaihu formula because you're a chaihu type person. You know, you like you might be going through a different particular formula pattern at that time. And sometimes people will have multiple. You know, a, a combination of body types, and that can. You know, they might have chaihu and guajur, and that might be a formula with chaihu and guajur in it, or it might be a single single one of those two, depending on what's happening. You add. Pieces to the puzzle is the way I see it. Like if they had a, you know, Huangqi abdomen, but then they start complaining of numbness, for example. And then, you, then you're thinking, oh, could this be Huangqi Guizhu Wu, Wu Tang, you know, from the lines. There can be lots of other things, you know, going on as well. Like I think one of the first Jing Fang that I used was, was Wu Ling San. And that was after doing Dr. Huang's course. I remember this um, patient came to see me with nocturia, with nighttime urination, he had about sort of five or six times urination at night, um, and he'd been to see another practitioner in the in the area um, who'd, who'd diagnosed it as kidney yang deficiency. It's like, well, it's nighttime urination, it's kidney yang deficiency, you know, and yeah, you know, his, his you know chakra pulses were were a bit deeper and 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 so forth. And there was no result. And he'd given them kidney gang tonics and there was no result. And then he came to see me and he had a very flaccid abdomen. And I was looking at it and then I was just looking at him and looking at his tongue and he had a very wet tongue and and a bit of a a dazed expression. And I was like, hmm, you know. And I said, do you ever um, get thirsty? And he went, yeah, how'd you know? You know, I said, okay, well, you know, do you ever like want to drink water? But if you drink water, then you get sick or you get reflux. Yeah, how'd you know that? You know, and then, uh, and I just kept asking him all these Wuling sun questions, basically. And I said, do you get dizzy? You know, yeah, yeah. How'd you know that? You know, and, um, and basically I gave him Wuling sun plus Wangji, um to help metabolize the fluids. And his night, his nighttime urination got a lot better, like down to what, you know, one or two times a night, I think, you know, within a matter of a week. So for me, like as an experience that told me to like first pay attention to the body, but also to not be caught up with a particular disease because we get taught diseases. You know, and we learn, like a pe- person comes in and says, I've got arthritis or I've got insomnia or I've got nocturia. And then we often think about, you know, the disease first. And I think Dr. Huang's really aware of that. I think that's part of the reason why he has that little little kind of triangle of, you know, sort of formula pattern, body type and disease, you know, it's like this, and they all sort of should link together. So, you know, it's like knowledge about what the, the disease is should be one piece of information, but also then having a good knowledge of the formula patterns uh, and the herb patterns also then gives you a valuable piece of information um, and something to recognize, as well as then the person's particular constitution type. So, for example, if you think they might need a Huangqi formula, then you know that you're going to be safe if you want to use a bit of a higher dose of Huangqi. If they have a very flaccid abdomen, no abdominal distension, um, you know, they tend to be hungry and sweat a bit and so forth, and no pain on pressure in the abdomen, you know that they're going to be fine on that. But versus if they had a very very hard abdomen and they have a very um you know lots of pain on pressure and constipation you know perhaps Huang chi will make them feel a bit more full and a bit uncomfortable in the abdomen so i think that all of those sort of you know that looking at the body it kind of gives you some important um diagnostic um, information
0: yeah it definitely helps to dial in your clinical eye once you start to take note of these things i'm i'm curious you know we're Talking about how he's constantly evolving, trying things out, taking an idea that he's got and, and working with it in the clinic. On your last visit, were there any formulas or presentations or, or conditions that, that you noticed him using a particular formula a lot for, right? I mean, I know when I was there last time, Da Chai Hutang was was sort of the poster child. So to speak, he used it for a lot of stuff and I'm wondering what, you know, where he's at right now, if there's any conditions that you see that, you know, we might see here in the West, you know, people listening to the show and, and, uh, some of the, the ways that he goes about treating
2: them. Well, he's, I think his favorite former, um, this year or that he's been really working on is Huang Qin tang Huang Qin tang Huang Qin tang yeah. yeah. So yeah. okay. Huang qin Bai Xiao, Gan Sao Da
0: yeah, it's another one of those little tiny formulas.
2: Yeah, 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 and I think he's he gets influenced by his his own practice. He gets influenced by like he's aware of the the uh, the research that was done in Yale University uh, by a particular doctor who was using Huang Qingtong for the side effects of chemotherapy in uh, intestinal cancer, I think. He's also constantly trying to find a way to simplify things. Like, I know he, like, for example, he was, he's, he likes the Campo formula, Jingjie Lian Chiao Tang, which is quite a, a big formula. You know, it's like, you know, Wang Lian Jiu Du Tang and Su Tang and lots of things in there, you know, for particular heat type autoimmune diseases you know he would use that at like heat type autoimmune arthritis or heat type autoimmune infertility and so forth and some types of cancer and so forth that's good and he's had good results with that but he always likes to sort of simplify and go to the the core essence more and more so i think part of what he gets influences is a, is a need to or a wish a wish to simplify i remember he made the comment to me this year um it's like Huang Qintang is kind of like it's the essence of like treating a, you know, a heat constitution type. And so, for example, he's been using, you know, Huang Qintang for autoimmune arthritis, maybe with, you know, Huang Bai or something like that a- added in, you know, when there's a lot of redness into the joints and swelling and so forth. And he also has, had, has actually had some good success with Huang Qintang and lowered, in lowering the tumor markers in, in liver cancer. Which I found I found quite interesting. Um, I think it was the is the AFP marker or the tumor marker. I think his way of explaining that is like when you have a very strong heat constitution, you know that type of heat pathogen, you know heat tends to want to expand or want to grow, and a, a tumor that's metastasizing grows and expands. It's a way of dealing with that particular core pathological issue um to to prevent that sort of continuation of the problem, and then you know of course this person had a lot of heat symptoms, you know, and you know red lips and you know um you know maybe some bleeding gums um he's often used it for like um blood in the stool and a kind of bleeding type dysentery in conjunction with with cancer as well and, and he's had some very very good successes with it so so that, I think that's that's probably he's the one that he's really presenting a lot on there was a, a big Jingfeng conference in in bojo um uh, early this year and i know he 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 did a whole lecture for an hour just on huang and the different sort of combinations and formula combinations and and things that he he can treat with it
3: hello everyone and cecil sturman here It's at annsecilsturman.com forward slash sinews2024. Click on the jump to free teaching button or see the link on my Instagram page at annsecilsturman. Thanks, Michael. Back to you.
0: Great. I'm going to have to uh, start looking for places where I can use that in my practice. I mean, as we're having this conversation... i'm thinking oh yeah there there's these patients i have and there's this you know kind of a smoldering heat so to speak is is really what it looks like and this sounds like a good formula for that
2: yeah yeah i think that like i mean one of the key indications is like you know you should have red lips you know with huang chintang and again that's that safety you know like um I'm very aware of like, you know, in some of my other training when they talk about, you know, the, the true essence of treating Xiaoyang is 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 really Huangqin, not Chai Hu. You know, it's so the core of treating a, a sort of Xiaoyang flaring uprising of heat. There's a line uh, I think the Shang Han Lun, I think it's line three hundred and thirty three that talks about, you know, if it's a the the pulse is slow, you know, and it's a cold pattern and the, you know, person mistakenly gives you know huang qin you know it's a uh, it you know can cause death or something like that and then and then after giving huang qin the abdomen should be cold and dr Huang sort of like is aware of that reference to huang qin tang and the abdomen and then of course he's feeling the abdomen a lot and then he's sort of then he's noticing oh, hang on all these people that are getting better that are needing huang qin and doing well on huang qin all of them have very like hot skin on the abdomen or the skin on the abdomen is a lot warmer than the head, for example. So he's then over time saying, well, okay, that is that an indication for using Huang qin tang you know, and that makes sense because, you know, Huang qin tang can be used for dysentery and heat in the intestines and, and so forth. And then plus, you know, red lips or, you know, and, and, um, and, and a rapid pulse, then he would he would sort of start to think of of huang Jintang, and especially if there's a little bit of cramping pain because there's the bai xiao in there as well he kind of you know um right. says, well okay, there's there's enough evidence to, to to use that that's that's sort of quite fascinating to me
0: have you been using this in your clinic as well
2: i have more so in conjunction with sha cha hu tang which is basically just you know adding bai xiao to to um sha cha hu tang which is something that dr huang also does and because i'm a student of anover sleuths and anover sleuths is you know his phd was on the link between the tang yijing and the uh shanghan lun i asked dr Huang, is that because of da, da yin dan tang and the tang yijing or the or the, or, the fuxing, or the or the fuxing Jue i should say sorry there's a debate about you know whether Zhang da Cheng actually you know and made up the the the, the fushing jue or whatever, but let's not get into that. But I asked Dr Huang about that, and he said, well, he's looking at it more well from the point of view of fang chin tongue with sha cha hu tongue, but he said yes, it's also Da yin from you know the fushing jue. I've used that quite a lot for various people, especially when there's when there's some ab- abdominal pain, um, but also when there's a, a lot of heat. I think there's um, I think one of the postscripts and sha sha Tang from memory is like you know take out huang qin and then add bai shao. But in those cases of like when you have lots of heat plus also some abdominal pain, it's like using both. But but yeah, I mean for sore throat and things like that, I, I think I've used huang qin tang, you know, a little bit, but but more so with with sha Hu Tang.
0: I want to shift this just a little bit here. You, uh, along with a few other folks, are doing a PhD program with Dr. Huang these days.
2: Yes, yes. So myself and Aran Evan, he's a really good friend, um, and then Phil Settles and Daniel Eng, we're sort of Dr. Huang's first Western overseas students um, to do do the PhD. And um, that's sort of something that um, both Iran and I were talking about for a long time is wanting to do a PhD in into Jingfeng. You know, I think we were really lucky to get Dr. Huang as our supervisor because he's he's very much in demand, and he's becoming more and more in demand in 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 China now. And he's famous for sort of saying no, but um, you know, we were very lucky to do that. And um, and I think that like. You know, I mean, we all have had to different topics. And my topic is on um, uh, Willing Sun for pituitary adenoma or pituitary tumor. It's something that I've seen and Dr. Wang use in clinic for pituitary tumor. And it really kind of stood out to me. Like, firstly, I think I saw him use it for a lady with um, interrupted menstrual flow, you know, and I said, oh, what? Because I, I, we were there, I think, um, in his clinic. And then... Normally in the clinical observation, there's a lot of patients and, you know, and there's you sort of trying to get the information. It's it's basically
0: usually a madhouse, as I recall.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I try and because I I lead study tours to Dr. Wong's clinic and and during those study tours, we, you know, Dr. Wong specifically slows down and specifically, you know, points out things to sort of help people understand. But. I got the, but at that time we was just uh, his students there. So it was kind of going very fast. I was like, Oh, what was the disease? I was like, uh, amenorrhea, menstrual flow. You know what was the formula you know, willing sun. Really, wait, wait, Banyu what, like, what, <laughs> what? Yeah. What? How does that work? <laughs> because normally like, you know, you'd think, Oh, if they have a water metabolism issue and then, a uh, Blood metabolism issue. You're thinking of formulas like San or Guajia Wan that have blood movers and water, water water herbs in them. You know, like uh, you know, Fuling and 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 Guajia and whatever. But um, the person, the lady, had a, a, a very clear willing sun pattern. You know, and um, and he gave it, and it worked very well. And I was like, that's really fascinating. I saw him give that to somebody who also had a pituitary tumour and that kind of intrigued me and then I thought well maybe there's something here and then I was I started researching pituitary tumour from I remember looking at the it was the American Cancer Council's website and then just some of the symptoms of of pituitary you know tumours are things like dizziness and headache you know which are also willing some symptoms you know and urinary issues you know and sweating you know all of which are all of which are willing son issues, you know, um, absence of menstruation and so forth. And the other thing that sort of impressed me was like when I first saw him use willing son for that, I was like, hang on, that's like right out of the Jingwei Awe, Like that's chapter 14, line 20, of, you know, <laughs> of the, on the, the water chi chapter, you know, you know, that line where it says, you know, if the, um, um, you know, diseases are either blood aspect or water aspect, you know, if the person has interrupted menstrual flow, and then they have, if menstrual flow, then a water aspect. It's called blood aspect, and it's difficult to treat. But if they first have the um, a water problem and then a blood problem, then it's it's easier to treat, sort of thing, you know. But any there was a connection between using treating the water aspect and interrupting menstrual flow, and it's like, well, that's like. a an actual practical application of that line. And like, that's really fascinating to me, you know, and, and Dr. Huang subsequently, and, and some of his other doctors working in Nanjing have had some very, very good successes, uh, with willing sun as a base formula, um, for pituitary tumor, sometimes combining it with other, other formulas. There was, you know, one case where the, like, um, there was a, um, pituitary tumor that was secreting prolactin quite intensely or quite significantly and the the levels were significantly dropped and of course the symptoms resolved and since then it's sort of like you know um, he'll often check for you know that that pattern and in my own clinic I also saw a patient who came in and then and then was, wasn't really drinking water and it was like oh I've, I've drunk half a cup that's good for me I was like, Oh really you know, and then I questioned her further, and then she had lots of dizziness and in and, and headache and then feels sick when she drinks water and, and and so forth and and she also had pituitary tumour post surgery also so she'd already had surgery on 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 the on the uh, for the it's a benign you know tumor mostly but um but she still had lots of symptoms, so I thought well maybe that's this is an area that's worthy of investigation. Then I started investigating it at further, and it sort of went on from there.
0: That sounds really interesting. Keep us posted. When when will you finish up with your PhD? When will you have like a dissertation that we could put on the show notes page or something?
2: Dissertation, um, that will be in a couple of years. It's will be yeah. like you it's know. A while. After, so a while. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a big job. It's a big job. They always like to challenge you on it. Um, and they sort of have to I mean, you have to defend your thesis as well, but um, but the interesting thing was there is quite a lot of research around, and particularly I found some interesting Japanese research from a uh, MD from Japan um, that had been using San as a, a a base treatment on about sixty or so people after uh, brain tumor surgery. So they'd actually had a malignant brain tumor, and then he'd give them willingsan, and and he had um, you know very significant results with um with the swelling and the inflammation in the brain so so there you know it's it's out there and there's been some other there's some other um uh, research papers from china where people have used willing sun for trauma you know um in the brain from an injury and so forth and um there is a bit of a precedent of other people using willing sun for brain brain issues and um it's I'm still kind of collecting all the information and then and then putting it putting it all together,
0: well, you know it's great. I mean you've been going over to China on a regular basis. I know you take people over there, and I'd like to dip into that here in just a moment. You've been going there for a while now, and so you've gotten a chance to. You know, see Huang work with this stuff, and you know, pick up ideas, and you know, go home and work with them, and come back and and refine it, and that kind of thing. So it's it's really delightful to hear you share this information with us about uses of Uling San in this way. It, this can be really helpful for lots of people. Tell us a little bit about these trips that you do, you know, when you do them and, you know, some information on, well, we can put it on the show notes page, how people can contact you if they would like to uh, go to Nanjing and hang out with uh, H2. H2.
2: H2, no O. Um, H2, and, no O. <laughs> um, <laughs> both Dr. Huang and I agree the best way to learn is with a live patient. And the best way to learn is in clinic. Like, you know, say what you want about Dr. Huang, like unless you really spend a good amount of time in clinic with him, it, it, it's another level of appreciation of what he's doing. Like on the outside, it might look like this is cool. It looks very simple, simple, but there's also, there's actually a, a very much a sophistication with that. So I started doing the study tours basically to spend more time in clinic with him, but also to Give people, especially in Australia originally, but now you know other countries who are joining the tour. We got someone from from England and from America coming this time too. Is to give people more clinical experience and and practical um, practical observational experience. There's, I mean, Dr. Huang again, he's very generous with his knowledge. You know, if he's if he's really learnt something, he'll tell it to you. If he's not sure. He'll tell it to you if he says this doesn't work. He'll, you know, he, he'll yeah. he'll be very, very clear. And if he says, Look, "I'm totally, not sure,"
0: he's that. totally straight up.
2: He's very straight up, and, and he's I refreshingly
0: really, straight up.
2: Very much so, and I think that the other advantage with China is, and I mean, you just see hundreds of patients in the in the in, in in two weeks, and then I made the study tours for two weeks, so people can then see. Um, the follow-up treatment, and they can see the person coming back, and how Dr. Wong might change the formula, you know, and if it works or if it doesn't work, you know, because like there are sometimes where it looks like this something, but then well, it's not quite that, you know. And I think that's um, all the practitioners that I've seen have all had, you know, even people with lots of experience have all, you know, once in a while there's something that doesn't work, you know, and then and how they then relate to that and how they. They, their, their change of viewpoint is very, very interesting.
0: You know, it's, this to me is such a key thing because I know in my own clinical experience, I mean, I've got the idea in my head that, oh, yeah, sometimes things don't work. It's an opportunity to learn something new, get another perspective, have a chance to help somebody. It's one thing to have that as an idea and I think we all have that as an idea but it's another thing when you're actually sitting in clinic and going oh shit now what mm, mm. right that didn't work now what and so it's great to be able to watch someone like Dr. Huang where someone comes in and hasn't worked and it's like you know watch the master you know and how he works with that that's that's great stuff yeah.
2: and you also just get uh, a lot of exper- a lot of practical experience looking at a formula uh, pattern, because, I mean, the formula patterns are all based on the original lines and the Shangheng Lun and the Jingwei. But what Dr. Huang has done is then expanded that understanding of formula pattern to include Facial diagnosis and leg diagnosis, and the abdominal diagnosis is, is pretty much out of the Shanghai Lun anyway, and it's the same in a lot of lot of um, systems. So, you know, so like when you see a Fuling one face and Fuling one legs, you'll you won't forget it, you know. And then, so tell uh, us
0: what a Fuling one face and legs look like.
2: So basically, if the person has a flushed face and they tend to have broken capillaries on the nose, um, a little bit of darkness under the eyes, sometimes a bit of a dark complexion, sometimes dark lips, dark sublingual veins, you know, under the tongue, um, you know, is one aspect. And then um, with the legs, of course, then it's you know rough skin on the legs, but also varicose veins, sort of dark purplish varicose veins. Um, and then with the abdomen, then it's lower left abdominal quadrant pain. So, you know, which is, you know, which to me is, like, very valuable because, like, for example, if you're just going on, you know, a lower left quadrant pain and you think there's some blood stasis and say so they have a bit of a purplish tongue or something, then there's other things that it, that that could be as well, you know, like then, you know, like, for example, that could be a Dungwe Shaya-san pattern, but then you look towards the face um, and then look towards the legs and then if they've got more of a, like, a sallow, face and more dry skin and and pale skin and then the legs are a bit more fluidy and there might be some varicosities but a little bit more um, swelling in the legs or edema in the legs and cramping in the legs, because, you know, Dengue Shai-san has high Bai Shao in it, that can sort of lead you into a particular direction a bit more, as opposed to, like, you know, that sort of, you know, a of one, where there's very obvious congestion and so forth, um, you know, because um, the blood is not, not descending um, as, as, as it should.
0: In recent years, the Sa'am acupuncture style has generated significant interest and a loyal and growing following. In the Sa'am approach, a precise diagnosis leads to a four-needle treatment to address the five element and six chi imbalances in the body. The four needles target the controlling and generating cycles. It's common using this method for the needle sensation to be stronger than in many other styles. Thus, the choice of needle becomes important. The Unico brand of needles lends itself to both strong and gentle techniques. These superior needles are made of uncoated Japanese surgical stainless steel and feature the best guide tube on the market with its unique beveled edge. Additionally, Unico needles have a tensile property that helps with freehanding needles into Jing Well points and allows you to more easily feel the arrival of Qi. Blue Poppy is the exclusive importer and distributor of Unico needles. Use the code QI2024 to save 10% off Unico needles at www.bluepoppy.com. You'll be glad you did. It really sounds like Because of the time that you spent there in clinic, you really developed your eye for catching these very physical cues that help you to know it could be one of these two formulas, but it really looks more like this one than that one.
2: Yeah. And I think I'm um, adding all of those things into it, adding all those sort of diagnostic features is really important. And um, it just sort of informs your decision. So it's not like you, you know, like you have one symptom and, um, you know, and like, okay, right. That's that formula. Or they have, okay, they have flushed face. It's going to be this. It's like, well, no, like it could be other things as well. It adds evidence towards a particular treatment direction or a particular formula direction. So, you know, that, that is, again, important for, for safety. And then it's something that, you know, Dr. Huang is is also observed through seeing hundreds and hundreds of patients as well, or thousands of patients over, over you know, 40 years or whatever, you know, and then he'll add, you know, some things about some elements about the, the pulse um, and the tongue into that as well. And that can be a very, you know, uh, a very a very key indication. Like, you know, he has his little song, you know, um, in Chinese which sort of, you know, teaches you sort of like, okay, if you think it's this, look at look at this sign, like, you know, it's like um with her foods are in dahuang, like differentiating foods and dahuang. It's like, you know, I think it's dahuang de shirtai foods are de like look at the tongue coating. Um the the tongue coating with dar Huang, if you suspect it could be da Huang, or if you suspect it could be a Fuzi pattern, you need to see a deep and weak and faint pulse with a Fuzi with a Fuzi pattern to in order to sort of confirm that he has this whole rhyme i'm, I'm sure you know it you know, and it's like you know shao yada sha Shaowe De you know with if you're wanting thinking you know that one
0: uh it's been a while, but I, here's what I know mm. about these. They sound great and they make sense in Chinese. Mm. But you try to do it in English and they just fall
2: apart. <laughs> they do. They don't rhyme in English. They don't rhyme <laughs> you know? in English. It's like it's they like work treat, in... treat the lower yeah, treat the lower with Xiao Yao and then treat the back with Gurgen. But um but but it but it does it does inform your presentation. So like like if you're and again again that's an aspect with with safety. Like if you're thinking about using you know a foods a pattern or you're thinking about using a, a mahuang pattern or something a mahuang formula, it's important to inspect the skin you know and 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 look at. If there's evidence, you know, to use that.
0: I love the way you use the word evidence here, because in many ways, you know, evidence-based medicine, I'm using this in air quotes, evidence-based medicine, as it's practiced in the West, has one meaning. But Huang is actually doing evidence-based medicine. He's looking for specific evidence of particular things to decide, is it safe for this person? Is it a fit for this person? You know, and will it work for the illness that they have? I mean, it's very much observational and evidence-based.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- that's the way I kind of see it is he's just looking for, you know, practical input, practical information that's that's presenting to him um, and, and something that's happening in the person's body that he can detect to look at helping to regulate their physiology or, or regulate their, their overall functioning.
0: A quick question here. And this is back to your your travel. You know, this, this show is going to air, well, from the time where we're recording it, it'll air in a, in a month or two. People could be listening to this at any time. They could be listening to this years from when we actually do it. So in terms of these travel trips, can you just briefly give us an outline about how often you do them and how people can find out about them so they can go if they want?
2: There is a, um, a Facebook page, a, a Dr. Huang Huang Study Group, um, which which people can join and they can hear about um, the study tours from that or they can just email me, you know, at, um, and it's markgearing at hotmail.com and um, we can, you know, um, I can write down that that address. Basically I do it, um, I try to do it at least once a year to take people over. Um, um, but if there's, you know, if there's a group of at least eight people, or so, then I can I can organise it. You know, at, at a different time of the year. Um, commonly, I go over at the end of the year. Um, I started doing that because I went over in the middle of summer and it was really oh, hot for everyone. God, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> it's not fun. <laughs> I mean, it's really interesting. You know, from a from from one point of view because oftentimes like you know the diseases that present can be different than what you what you suspect but i've been starting to go over in, in december and in winter time often because it's at the end of the year and many students have finished their exams and so forth and so it's um it's a bit close to christmas for some people but it seems to be overall easier but um but I but I have run other study tours if people sort of like if there's eight, eight people or so that, that um or more that um that can that, that wanna go over then I can organize it at a different time.
0: Terrific. That's good stuff to know. We're gonna need to end this here in just a minute or two. Mark, is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners about this topic of Doctor Huang and Jingfang mm. and
2: Well, I mean, the thing that Dr. Huang is often saying to me, um, often says to students is, you know, first, you know, like there's lots and lots of formulas and lots and lots of um, herbs within Chinese medicine. Um, He said, but first, you know, you don't have to learn thousands of formulas. First, like just learn fifty herbs. You know uh, that's why he had that book, the 50, um, 50 herbal patterns. And then just learn, you know, a few key formula patterns, and then expand it from there. You know, and if you if you knew sort of fifty important formula patterns, or even a hundred important formula patterns, then you can do a, an incredible amount with that. And the other thing that Dr. Wong, you know, really impresses is is simplicity you know, uh, and, you know, which is, again, that idea of minimalism. Um, one of the things, actually, the inscription that he wrote in my book, The Ten Key Formula Families, is Dadao Jujie or Juanjie. I can't remember the, how to pronounce that. But basically, in English, the great way is simplicity. And for me, that, 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 that um, was very That's meaningful. Touching, mm. And then, yeah, and then it reminded me of Leonardo da Vinci's saying, you know, simplicity is the ultimate sophistication. And I think that that's a one very important thing to take away from Dr. Huang's work, work is, Dr. Huang now he's he's trying to go back to the original formulas, and he, he if he can use the original formula pattern unmodified, he's happy. You know, he he prefers to do that because it is replicatable, and because he wants to be able to and teach it, and he wants to be able to pass this information on. But um, but also because there's also an elegance to that simplicity. There's, there is a balance, there is a deep amount of thought put into the Shanghan Lun formulas and the Jing formulas. And the more I study Jing the more I, I really appreciate that the medicine, you know, even though it can appear, appear very simple, it's actually extraordinarily profound.
0: Well spoken. Mark, thank you so much for being here on Geological. I hope to uh, see you in Nanjing.
2: Absolutely, Michael. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to talk to you.
0: the voices of our community.